When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I am Sam Delaney, so what? Okay, fair enough. Um, Welcome along. History Box. I didn't say Sam Nifty Delaney, did I? I apologise. I can't remember. It it felt very matter-of-fact. You didn't put anything in there. Oh, it's because I'm leafing through a copy of Loaded from the year 1994. You phoned it in there, No, because I'm so immersed and engaged in today's subject matter. Right. I'm, I'm chomping at the bit, you know. Is there a particular bit you want to talk about? No, I was just doing a bit of a leaf. I love a leaf through. That's kind Although of what actually we did there is. Last week, I, I'll it? tell you the page that I was on that I was thinking about when you when you when I failed to deliver my um, self introduction with the usual vim mm. was um, a, a, just a, a piece in there about Withnail and I because yeah I remember that was one of the things that again it's really difficult to explain to anyone who's grown up in the internet era that if you were into a thing and it wasn't kind of recognised in on fucking BBC One or in the, the, the national newspapers, the Daily Mirror, mm. as we got in my house, then you were unaware that anyone outside you and maybe two or three mates liked mm. the same thing. So with Ned and I had come out at cinemas a few years before and not really been a big hit. And I'd been too young to see it. And then my brother, I think my older brother Cass had said, look, like I'd just been going on about it. And we got it. I think it was shown on TV one night. And me, and I watched it. And I was at Sixth Form College. And everyone else at college the next day was like, did you see that film on Channel 4 last night? It's fucking hilarious. But because it felt, it felt like an obscure film, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Because it hadn't been a big hit. And it was just late at night on a Sunday on Channel 4. And you watch it, and it seems, and it, and it felt like you were watching at that age. You know, that was like as close to an art house film as I might have fucking engaged with, because it yeah. wasn't an action film or a com or a, or a traditional comedy. 
it was fucking about two fucking super strange blokes just hanging about a bit. That's it. Getting drunk and stuff. Just that. And so I remember us all talking about it and getting into sort of quoting lines straight away because it's so quotable. And that was one of the other reasons that when I first saw Loaded on on the shelves of, you know, WH Smiths or what have you, and it said with Nail, you terrible cult as one of the cover lines. And I just thought, Fucking hell, that that can't be right. They can't be talking about that film that me and my mates are into, like yeah. as one of their main cover lines. And it and it was. And I think James Brown wrote wrote the piece, and it's just like about how this is a film that there's a huge fucking cult following for, and everyone's into it. And I had no idea, but I think it was in this piece that I read that Richard E. Grant enjoyed it that when he was walking around in the streets. <laughs> people would shout scrubbers out the window. Yeah. At him. Now, again, yeah. Richard E. Grant was much less famous then as well. Yeah. He, was, he was fairly well known, but I can't remember what else other than with Nail he was famous for, bits and bobs, but he wasn't like now. He's a big kind of borderline national treasure status. Back then, yeah, yeah. he wasn't so much. And so the idea that people would drive past him in the street and shout scrubbers, right? Which is reference to a scene in With Nell and I. Anyway, I read that and I um, saw him because he lives, I think he might still live in Richmond, which is uh, not far from where I live and was very near to where I went to Sixth Dorm College. (laughs) You are? Richmond E. Grant. (laughs) Sorry. Richmond E. Grant, yeah, very good. And I was delighted that we were driving... We were driving along in my mate's car on the way home from college. I saw him wound down the window, shouted scrubber, scrubbers, and he spun round and gave me the double thumbs up with a massive delight grin on his face. I've always liked Richard E. Grant for that. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. there's, it's great when people respond really with real genuine pleasure to fan appreciation yeah. in the street rather than kind of do the old roll their eyes. Oh, God. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, he revels in what he, he the stuff that he's it. done. He yeah. revels in being a celebrity, doesn't he? Yeah, he's a good guy, yeah. isn't he? I've I read his first diary that he did. I think he's done two or three, but I oh. read his first diary years ago, and it's really good. Just loads really? of like anecdotes oh, I might read about that. hanging around celebrities and stuff. But I remember the first time I watched with Neil and I, it was uh, it'll have been about nineteen eighty nine because me and my mate at college, John, still still my best mate, and John Maine, John mate. He's a regular <clears throat> regular listener to this podcast, so hello, John. Um, <clears throat> we did a comedy fanzine together. Excuse me, I've got a bit of a cough, cold thing situation going on. Uh, we did a, a fanzine ourselves at college because we, we went along to the college magazine editorial meeting because oh, yeah. we kind of wanted to do something for that. Well, they can't. We thought we were funny. We thought, well, yeah, this is the thing. We went along <clears throat> to the editorial meeting. And the editor was a young student who was wearing um, red-rimmed spectacles. Yeah, classic. And he was quite uh, quite a, a, a slightly left-field extrovert type. <laughs> um, <clears throat> actually, he probably wasn't left-field. I would say he was more kind of conservative. Yeah, you don't like extroverts. <clears throat> because he said there was... A, um, there were plans for a feature in the next issue about the new vending machine at the college. <laughs> now, hang on now, a minute. Now, yeah, on the one yeah, hand, that, that sounds like it could have potential. But on the other hand, you know he wasn't going to approach it in the right way. No, <laughs> Not exactly. in the way you would have approached it. <laughs> Nowadays, I'd be all over that. Yeah, we could get fucking six months' worth of episodes out of a vending machine. <laughs> a single ever vending machine from 1989. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but then, no. And, um, so, 
afterwards, me, 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 I, I said, we need to get in charge of this magazine. We need to change the name of it, first of all. And we both at the same time said, to cunt. <laughs> so that was it. We both made an editorial decision. So we didn't do that. We started our own comedy magazine, which was um, quite tastelessly named Seal Clubbing Weekly. Right. Because, um, that you know, that was the kind of thing you did back then. It was time, a kind yeah. of sub-viz sort of yeah. title for a thing. And we sold it in a, in a second-hand bookshop in Sunderland. And we went along one day and collected the proceeds from the right. sales and we each sold eight copies of it so that made made us about £3.50 mm. um, so we spent that £3.50 on a tub of ice cream and the rental of Withnail and I VHS oh, for a day what a lovely story so that was the first time we watched it we enjoyed a big tub of ice cream we watched Withnail and I mean that, that's I funny though like- just, just as a side thing how like you used to raise you used to micro fund <clears throat> small activities at that age yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I remember that. You'd go and like, oh, what are we going to do? Like, in the holidays, what, what are we going to do? Like, you're just so crushingly <laughs> bored. You go, it'd be really good to rent a video. Yeah, but how much, how are we going to get the money to rent a video? So you'd have yeah. to think, You had, every, in a sense, we all had an inner gunch, didn't we, mm. in those days? Yeah. Because you'd always be micro-funding projects. Well, like, was, if you went swimming. It was Thatcherism, wasn't it? Yeah, if you went swimming, you needed to first do something to hustle the yeah. money to go swimming. Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, it was interesting. I don't know. My kids just sort of ask me for money. <laughs> that oh, makes me sound like a really indulgent parent. But I don't yeah. give them a lot of money. But I give them pocket money and stuff. I give them pocket money. Yeah. One, uh, I'm not going to name names, but one's much better at organising their money and how right. they spend it than the other. Yeah, same. Um, yeah, yeah. Have you got that situation? <laughs> yeah. One's like uh, one is so financially organised that I'm like. You know, because I'm not financially organised, I'm like, yeah, sort of looking at them like for advice. <laughs> like, how, how have you managed Investment to save? Tips. How have you managed to save all that money? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And the other one's just absolutely <clears throat> fucking like much more takes after me with money. <laughs> um, but yeah, but anyway, I mean, that that afternoon watching with Neil with a big tub of ice cream that was as life changing as as this issue of Loaded was. Yes, I it bet. It's like, I've never seen anything like this. And we both watched it again recently, separately. And I hadn't told each other we watched it again, but mm. it turned out that we had. You watched and it with your daughter, didn't you? Yeah. <clears throat> I've watched it twice recently, once without her and then once with her. Right. And it's possibly even better than it felt in the yeah. 80s when it first came out. It's so, so quotable. Yeah. It's, you couldn't do a deep dive into it because you just got to watch it. But the thing is, I think when you get older, maybe when you first watch, you think, ha it's really funny because they're both yeah. drunk and they speak funnily. Yeah, but yeah. actually it's, it's got real lines. soul, yeah. hasn't it? It's got real soul that yeah, perhaps completely. when you're an adolescent, you don't pick up on as much as you do when you when you get yeah. older. You know, totally. it's, 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 very, it's a bittersweet story. Yeah. About yeah, kind of friendship you, and the way we change and stuff like that. And it's... Yeah. Um, it, it, I, I agree. I haven't seen it in a few years, but since you told me that your daughter really liked it, I was thinking, I wonder if I could get, I wonder if it's too soon to try it out on my yeah. one of my kids, two or both of them, I don't know. Um, and but the, the it's thing given is, me. You, you've got to get the timing right. I was talking to a friend who t- tried to watch it with her sons when they were about 14, I think she said, and they yeah. just didn't get it. Yeah, they're like, what's this? And then it's gone forever. You, exactly. You I've done that loads of times with lots yeah, of different things hard. where they watched it once and they were too young. It's like the Johnny films 
as Len incorrectly calls Rocky. Johnny. Yeah. Do you remember that? I showed yeah. him Rocky Four, but I showed it to him yeah. too early and he cried yeah. when Apollo got killed, which obviously is very near the beginning of the film. Yeah. It's it's the sort of like it's the it's the premise for the rest of the movie, isn't it? And yeah, yeah. I mean I think that Apollo's ring walk where J- where James Brown performs Living in America is one of the most thrilling it's one of the greatest moments in cinematic history, in my opinion. Living in America is a fucking great song. It's a fucking and banger. And I won't hear it otherwise. It's a uh, banger. And it, the whole thing, yeah. Apollo coming into the ring <laughs> with his fucking Uncle Sam <laughs> outfit on and James Brown. It's just amazing. <laughs> and at that stage, I had him. At that stage, he's thinking, all right, I'm fucking this listening. Fun. This looks yeah. like a good film. You got me. And then the fight starts and fucking, what's his name? Just fucking basically punches Apollo's head in and he dies yeah. and Len's like fuck you gotta be joking Dad! he was my favourite <laughs> character and he's just been killed he's been beaten to death in what front of this? my eyes yeah. I'm only seven right <laughs> but it's such a shame because now he's nearly <clears throat> 11 and I know I just know that all of the Rocky film particularly Rocky 4 he would love Yeah, but he's just Timid. like no I'm never mm. watching Johnny yeah, <laughs> whatever his name is, um, I I developed this this method of putting just putting stuff on for me to watch that I know mm. they would like when I knew they were kind of like buzzing around the house. That's a good idea. So they yeah. come in and just kind of like go, glance at it and go, oh, oh, what's this? And then just maybe sit down and get it. I did that with my son successfully with the um, the Pink Panther films. Ah, uh, yeah. Because I thought I know you'll love these, but yeah. I can't just say sit down and watch this because you'll love it because it's a film from the nineteen seventies and it's a bit weird. Yeah, and you know, there's no hook there really, unless you just kind of come across it and well, and see I would say really I bought scenes. a box set of all of them, and I thought the yeah. kids are bound to love it because I'm thinking of fucking Inspector Clouseau just falling over all over the place, which obviously is yeah. hilarious. But if you watch them chronologically, which I made the mistake of attempting to do, the first one, <laughs> is it called a shot in the dark or something like that? Yeah, yeah, it's quite like. Um, Inspector Clouseau is not the main character. He's David not, Niven is. Yeah, he's not is. the main deal in it, is he? No. Yeah, he's just he's a all, side He's character. almost kind of a, a jarring character in it. Yeah. And it's sort of like, it's good, but it's a good sort of, um, it's a good kind of crime caper robbery yeah. movie, right? Which I, yeah. I happen to like those films. I mean, fucking David Niven's in it. What's not to like about that? It's a good film. But what it isn't, is Inspector Clouseau having a massive fight with fucking Cato, his butler. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And smashing yeah. the shit out of his own home, which is what you want to, which is what's going to hook the kids in. So my exactly. advice is, if you do get the Pink Panther films, don't watch them chronologically with the kids because they won't like the whole David Niven just being, yeah. you know, a kind of debonair thief. I think you got to go in with Return of the Pink Panther. I think mm. that's the one. That's that's Pink Panther. If you like, stick that on. Just have it on in the background. <laughs> Oh, this old thing. Oh, yeah, it's just this old Just film a uh, calamitous French detective. Yeah, he wouldn't um, like it. His kung fu expert housekeeper and his demented twitchy boss. <laughs> yeah. Nothing to see yeah. here, guys. You wouldn't <laughs> like it. You go play with your Pokemon. Or whatever you're into. <laughs> go and take care of your Tamagotchi. Make sure it doesn't <laughs> die. Fiji Tamagotchi. I'm just busy watching oh. the antics of this hilariously calamitous I'll French just... detective. I'll just sit and watch this old school cinema film. <laughs> um, but the, the best thing, 
Pink Panther, obviously, Peter Sellers is great and so is Kato, but his boss is the best, isn't it? Yeah. He's the best. Yeah, he's the he's funniest. Twitched, as he becomes yeah. increasingly deranged yeah. and demented. Uh, Just send him, send him demented by, by Cluso. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, we were going to look at the classifieds page. Oh, yeah. On this, which is, uh, I'll give you a reference. It's page 85. So this is an indication of what the small ads were in a magazine like this back in the mid-90s. Um, at the top there, cheap car insurance for younger drivers. That was uh, helpful for us back then. And underneath that, we've got a, a small ad with a drawing of a car. Um, a drawing of a fast car, by the looks of it. It's a and Porsche. It says, it's a Porsche Carrera. Well observed. Which... Which is the best car. It's the fastest car. It's the best car. On the planet. Yeah, everyone and knows it, it is. And it just, um, it takes advantage of that fact and it just says, go faster, instantly. Oh, uh, FX 2000, new technology. FX 2000 is a brilliant name for a, either a company or a system, isn't it? It just, it just yeah. smacks of, of yeah, efficiency yeah. and excellence. We should have called this power. fucking podcast FX2000 with Andy Dawson and Sam Delaney. Yeah. Still time to change yeah. the name. We could Maybe our next tour could be the FX2000 tour. Or if we do a tier above Turbo. <laughs> oh, what's faster than Turbo? FX2000. <laughs> FX2000. Upgrade today, guys. <laughs> you get nothing else than you get with Turbo, but it's an extra two quid a month. Because you get to say that you, you are now no. FX2000. FX2. <laughs> I'll sort that out this afternoon. <laughs> FX2000, new technology, power spark, and then there's a, the TM trademark symbol just to the above to the right of power yeah. spark. Someone's gone out I think if you stick TM next to anything, spark. it just makes you look legit, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, power spark. They've got to, they've, they've pretended to have gone out and trademarked the words power spark. Mm. The power spark ignition unit brackets PB2, widely is- used in racing, is now available to the public. FX2000 will instantly and noticeably improve the performance of any car from just £49.95. And then, wow. and then there's a, a big sentence in bold which is the um <clears throat> the call to action i guess move up to life in the fast lane it says mm. sounds and tempting it doesn't promises. it does I'm sound tempting see if anything fx2000 there are loads of things that have been named fx2000 um <clears throat> i suggest that we do a history box just on the phrase FX2000 and all I the think various before, things. Before, it, when it was still the 20th century, the number 2000, it it, you, it 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 contained a huge amount of power in it, didn't it? it socially. The future, didn't it? Yeah, anything, and, and I don't know about your school, but if anyone ever got a haircut, any haircut at all, yeah, a boy, not a girl so much, but if a boy got a haircut, obviously, I think in every school up and down the land, that is the source of a huge amount of sort of, you know, kind of bullying and mockery, whatever haircut you've got, even if it's just a trim, right? Um, yeah, that's weird, isn't it? it yeah. What, 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 oh, haircut! It's like, yeah. Slap, 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 slap. Yeah, but we used to shout, haircut 2000. 
Did you ever hear that? Just calling someone's haircut, haircut 2000. The implication being that they thought by getting a haircut, they were being really futuristic and a trendsetter. (laughs) But it was every haircut. So it made no sense. Whoa, haircut 2000. Stick 2000 on anything and it elevated it. Yeah. Well, that was it. It was the future, wasn't it? It was the new millennium. It was um, in the year 2000, they used to say, what will things be like in the year 2000? Mm. We'll have um, food will be in pill form like the spacemen have and we'll have jetpacks. When, uh, when, like, Pulp did Disco 2000, I was thinking about that the other day because I was listening to it and and they go, you know, let's all meet up in the year 2000. And I was thinking, yeah, they're sort of like... It's a song that has a nostalgic tone, but is mm. the centre of it is about the future. First of all, I found that interesting, right? Only five years into the future, albeit. But that that's my point, mate. Yeah. Like, you're like, yeah, fucking hell, I wonder if Jarvis will meet up with that birdie fancied at school in the year <laughs> 2000. And then you think, fuck's sake, it's only five years ago, he hasn't got that long to wait around. Exactly. And then I got annoyed by it, I don't know why. Oh, okay. It's a great song, though, I mean. It is. Uh, so the FX2000 there. Jalapeno. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. Andy, just, just quickly, I mean, this yeah. could be a whole podcast. Just, do you, do, just quickly. Do you, do you remember <laughs> buying your first car? Was it? Would it have been around this sort of era? Would it have been a nineties um, Euro ninety six car? It will have been about then. Um, it was um, a fucking hell. It was a Ford Fiesta, mm. and it was a kind of a, a light brown tan color almost, which I don't think exists anymore. No, they don't make cars. tan cars anymore. They don't do them, <laughs> no. they don't do them anymore. They discontinued beige cars, and it was it was basically used for. Um, Commuting from home to meet me job at our price, right? Which was like a fucking eight minute drive. What so engine was, size was it? Do you do you remember? I know that's a bit uh, of a Lampard it was, question. It was a, I can't what remember. It, it was, what did she have under the body? It, it was very weak. Yeah. It was entry entry level, and it was probably about ten year old as well. When the I reason I'm asking like is that this, this, this ad is aimed at lads who it's aimed at me. Had, this ad had shit cars that like the yeah. one you just described but wanted them to be faster, but couldn't afford to buy a faster car. Yeah. And they're saying yeah. this is a, a natural boost that you get. Yeah. It'll make it faster without you without you having to pay more than 50 quid, basically. Mm. That's, I, yeah. I, I, I never, I mean, my first car I bought right slap bang in the middle of the Euro, my Euro 96 heyday. And it right. was a Citroen, I think they're called Citroen AX, but it's like the smallest kind of hatchback Citroen. And it was absolutely awful. When I went to buy it, there was a bird dead in the engine. Wow. Like a sparrow. Was that a feature that was advertised to you? No. But I didn't, because I knew so <laughs> little about breaker. cars. I mean, I don't know much about them now, to be honest. But you don't really have to now, because all cars just work these days, don't they? They're not, you get a car, 
a car is not a huge under like back then getting a car was like having a child do you know mm. what i mean any car mm. it was like you were adopting a child it's like this is a car but now it's your responsibility and every day you're gonna have to do shit right you're gonna have to spend money or time or attention on keeping yeah. this car working right any car you're going to have to learn how it works. You're going to have to know what to do when it breaks down, which it will all the time. You, right? would, you Before you bought it, you'd have to go along with someone who knew about cars. Well, this is it. I was, I was, in, I was a student at the time living in Brighton, yeah. right? And I was getting a car, right? And, uh, <laughs> and I looked it up in the local paper. And what did, I didn't know what I was looking for. First car I saw, I had a budget, right? Mm. First car I saw that seemed to be raveling about it, I thought, oh, that sounds all right, I'll get that. Right? Yeah, yeah. I called them up. They're on some farm out in the countryside. Brighton. Was this a, a private sale? It wasn't a deal. private sale. Okay. Countryside, out in the countryside, like, because there's all villages around Brighton. We're right? out in the countryside, you see? You're going to have to come out to the country. Do you know the way? No, I don't, but I'll, I'll ask someone. How are you going to get here? Because we can't come pick you up. You're going to have to wear some proper shoes, not city shoes. You're going to have to wear yeah, some but- b- boots, boy. There's a chance you might get murdered. <laughs> Will I be chased by a bullock? Maybe, I don't know. Depends what the weather's <laughs> like that day. I said it with the other night. <laughs> <laughs> but I go I go to these lads who I'm living with at the time in this student house and went, Oh, lads, I'm I'm getting this car, but like I've just thought, right? Uh like you know like people sell you like a car and then when you get it home the car doesn't work. <laughs> You're right. Like, how will I know? And they're all like me. They're like, yeah, they're all students, know nothing. It's just as bad as me. And they're going, oh, yeah. Fucking hell, I don't know. Or they're going like, I don't know. Like, my dad came with me when I got a car. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, look, look, trust me, there's no fucking chance I'm getting my dad to come. And even if he did, he, he would probably not know much more than me. And they go, oh, uh, I don't, oh, yeah. And then one of them goes, what well, they were playing, a couple of my mates I live with were playing for the local pub football team, right? <laughs> right. This pub called the Warmer Castle. And they go, oh, Pete, who plays centre-back at the Warmer Castle, because all the other lads in the pub team were older than them, right? They were the <laughs> youngest ones. They go, Pete, who plays centre-back at the Warmer Castle, he knows about cars. And I go, what do you mean knows about cars? Is he a mechanic or what? No, but he just knows about cars. We've heard him talking about them, right? <laughs> So yeah. I go, right, oh, that's great. Right, when you see Pete at training, ask him if he'll come with me to, <laughs> to, buy, to buy the car. It, and they go, where is it? I go, it's out in the countryside. Just tell him that <laughs> and I'll buy him a pint, right? And they go, <laughs> okay. And Pete fucking actually agrees to this, yeah? Yeah. Like, I've never met the cunt for the price of a... They've gone, imagine that. Oh, we've got a mate who lives with us. Mm. He's buying a car. Will you go with him? He'll buy you a pint. And this bloke Pete's just gone, yeah, all right. Mm. So we've got in the car and one of my mates who'd done the sort of introduction, he drove us out to this village in the countryside. And I'm with this bloke and I've not met the bloke, this bloke Pete. Don't know him from Adam, but he's come with me. And my mates, you are. Was he tall? He he was. How did you know? Oh, he was centre back. Centre back. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So how did you work that out? Yeah, he was a tall guy and he had a beard. (laughs) Right? Remember, I'm like 20, right? Yeah. I'm like, fucking hell, he's a tall cunt with a beard who plays for the local oh. pub team at Centre Back. Right. Serious business. <laughs> All right, you said. It's a fucking Yorkshire Ripper. Yes, hello. Are you going to help me buy a car? In the countryside? Yeah. 
Yeah. Suppose so. Your Matt, your mate, he said something about a pint. Yes, you'll get your pint. <laughs> Trust me. Take my, you have my word. You shall have your pint you, once we've bought you, the vehicle. You you only get the pint if I buy the car. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you made that plain to you. We go out and we did actually, it was a spooky part of the country. So <laughs> I don't like the sound of this. Don't worry, I probably will buy the car. You better. <laughs> <laughs> we get out down this fucking path and then like the geezer comes out it's a father and a son and it was the son selling the car but the father was clearly in charge of the situation and he goes right good car this you want to buy it or don't you and I go or what and, yeah and I've gone like this can I see may I see under the bonnet <laughs> Right, only because I thought that's something you say. Right, oh, yeah. I didn't know what yeah. I was looking. There could have been fucking anything under the bonnet. I exactly. wouldn't have known the difference. Right, exactly. They lift up the yes. bonnet, and I always yes. remember that all seems to be in good order. Oh, good! What's a splendid? And this is the engine, is it? <laughs> all the parts seem to be there. Is this the engine, or is it no? Or is this where the luggage goes and the engine's in back? Oh, no, I, it's my mother once had a car called a Volkswagen Beetle where the engine was in the back. I, I, which, where is the engine on this car? <laughs> oh, there's a there's a gap there. Is that where you put your sandwiches to heat them up? <laughs> this engine was, was black with oil. There was oil all <laughs> over it, right? And I went, oh, it's a bit oily. I and like they the went, scheme. oh, yeah, don't worry about that. It's just a little bit of a leak, but it goes well, right? <laughs> and then I said, Pete, come and have a look. So Pete goes, oh, all right. <laughs> this is Pete. He's my mechanical advisor. <laughs> right? Oh, Pete, yeah. <laughs> Pete goes, oh, let's have a look. Oh, a bit oily. And I said, yes, but they said it doesn't matter. And he goes, oh, really? <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure they're honest. <laughs> yeah, they seem like honest country folk. <laughs> right, and he goes... I'm sure they wouldn't sell me this car if it was broken. <laughs> he puts his hand in the engine and he pulls out, straight away, pulls out a dead bird, right, from the fucking carburetor or something. And uh, it, was just, it was horrific. It was this, like, black, oily bird, right? It was completely black. <laughs> you know, like when you see birds that are caught in an oil leak in the sea? Yeah. It was like that, but it was yeah. dead. And I'm like, already, especially at that age, I'm I'm a city lad, uncomfortable in the environments <laughs> of the countryside and unused to seeing dead animals, right? You, you <laughs> Is just, the bird optional? Uh, uh, I'm from London. I don't <laughs> like dead birds. <laughs> right. <laughs> And they're like, oh, oh, what's that doing there? And he, Pete just held it up, didn't say anything, just looked at the bloke and he went, oh, bird got stuck in it. Well, you know, we're in the country that can out here. In the country. That can happen, it's just normal. Are you going to be in the country? No, I will not. <laughs> I will never be in the country in this car. <laughs> never again after this yes, frightful I, experience. I, I will be converting this to a town car. <laughs> But this is, I haven't even got to the best bit slash most shameful bit of this whole fucking episode, right? (laughs) They go, I go, can we have a test drive? And they go, yeah. And they go, here's the key. And I went, no, he's going to drive it, right? I wanted Pete to drive it 
because I'd only passed my test light a week before. Yeah. Right? I thought, how will I know when I'm driving this car? I don't know about you, but when I passed my test, I just thought, well, I I fluked that. I, I don't know how to drive a car. I've just somehow convinced this geezer that I know how to drive a car, but I don't know how to drive a car. And yeah, I yeah. thought, if it's I drive this car, if I drive this... trick. Yes, yeah, a car trick passing your driving test. Then yeah. you spent the next like five to ten years actually learning how to drive a car. Yeah. I mean, I'm forty-seven. I've only really known how to drive a car last few years. Yeah. <laughs> there are other times I was just winging it, right? Totally. And like, I go, and cars were much harder to drive then. I mean, the car I've got now, yeah. I don't really have to do anything. You can steer a car with your fucking little finger. Now. I just fucking that get in then. the car and it just gets me there. I just type in the fucking thing on the sat nav. Start the engine, which is just pressing a button. Start. <laughs> Put some music on. Start. And <laughs> okay. some, I get to listen to the Rock on Tears podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I might have a little nap. I get to listen to the Jules Holland one today. Car. <laughs> car. Take me to Astor's. <laughs> Very well, Sam. <laughs> Sam, this is highly irregular. You don't usually go to Astor's on a Wednesday. Well, I am now. Take We're me doing back. a special podcast because the Queen died. I need some, I need some peanuts. <laughs> anyway, we fucking. This is the bad bit. I haven't even told you yet. I'm so I'm ashamed to tell you, but I'm just going to tell you. I mean, I've told right. you and the listeners probably worse, but not much worse, right? Oh god! I go. Pete's going to drive it, and they mm. go. All right. So Pete gets in the front. the The lad who's selling the car gets in the passenger seat. Yeah. And they go to me, are you getting in the back? And I go, no, it's fine. I won't come. (laughs) I mean, not that this is an excuse or anything, but I was like, at the time, marijuana was a very big part of my lifestyle. Yeah. Right. Right. And I was in a a sort of perpetual state of kind of anxiety, paranoia and confusion. Right. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, no, uh, no, it's fine. Pete knows what he's doing. I trust Pete. Yeah, Pete, yeah. Who, who I've met like half an hour earlier, right? He hasn't even got his pint yet. He hasn't had his pint. <laughs> Am I still getting the pint? Yes, you're getting your pint. We've discussed this. <laughs> See the job through to completion. <laughs> <laughs> and they drive off together. Okay. Do I get an extra half for doing the driving bit? <laughs> no! <laughs> the Very well. The conditions were agreed. Very well, but uh, the only Fosters. Nothing continental. <laughs> Fosters slash Carling, or equivalent. <laughs> A cooking beer only. Right. <laughs> and he's, he's driven off down this fucking dirt track, and they've just disappeared for like 20 <laughs> minutes, right? And I'm just stood there with the dad, who's probably Ugh. thinking, fucking hell, there's one barn every minute. <laughs> fucking yeah. city lad's turned up here, long hair, stoned off his fucking nut, can barely open his eyes. Brought the Yorkshire Ripper with him. Bought, bought some character with him. Looks like he's probably got a shotgun down his trouser leg. Sent him up in a car with my boy. They found a fucking oily bird in it. He didn't seem to care. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's going on here. Uh, but I think he's going to pay us. I've got a strong instinct. He's going to pay us full <clears throat> price. So uh, <sighs> they drive off and I'm stood there with the gate, with that dad and Matt, who was the mate who'd like introduced me to the, to Pete, the Yorkshire yeah. Ripper. And we just stood around making small talk for 20 minutes. And after 20 minutes, we hear the engine over the rise and come back. Pete gets out and goes, yeah, it's a good, good little, good little run of that. I think you should buy it. 
right? <laughs> and and the, the lad who was sending it to me sort of was looking down at his feet. And I thought, basically, cut long story short, I paid them cash, got a bit of a discount for cash, right? Yeah. Drove the car back back to my house in Brighton, right? Very fucking nervously, right? Because, yeah. like I say, I couldn't really drive. And uh, the car from day one was, it was shit. It was the shittest car I've ever owned. And yeah. I know that's true of most people's first cars, but this was particularly bad, right? It fucking stopped every day. The engine just packed up all the time. It was a nightmare. It was very difficult to drive. The biting point, Andy, oh, the biting point was an absolute... Oh. It would it would jump like a fucking horse bucking every time you pulled away from the lights. Yeah. Like it was a panicky car, right? And... Um, I just thought no one who knew anything about cars in retrospect, right, because I've thought about this a lot over the years, could have possibly said that was good to drive or that it was in good condition because, like I say, the engine was covered in oil. At the time, I didn't think that was an issue. I just thought, well, engines are oily things, aren't they? There's yeah. loads of oil in an engine. That can happen. Well, yeah. why wouldn't it have oil on it? Do you know what I mean? And, um, and so That's basically... That's why they have the bonnet so you can't see the oil. So, yeah, exactly. So the oil doesn't get on your clothes. <laughs> uh, I have any questions? Yes, I have a question. I I like to look smart when I go to my university campus lectures. Is there a chance that the oil may get on my clothes? <laughs> you are. Will the oil in the car come out of the car and get on my clothes? Uh, no, that's what the bonnet's there for, isn't it? Oh yes, of course. What a silly question. Well, will I'll take it, the car. No further questions at will all. It, will Will the oil come up through the pedals or out of the radio? Does the oil ever leak through the steering so. wheel and get all over your hands? No, not, not as far as I know, no. <laughs> Very well. And I've got a little pad ticking him off. Okay, tick. Next question. <laughs> How many pedals does the car have? <laughs> the one I learned to drive in had three. Does this have more or less? <laughs> In the car that I learned to drive in, my instructor had his own pedals on the passenger side, which meant that if I did something wrong, he could take control. That would be quite handy for me. Do you have pedals on both sides? No, that's only cars, oh. instructor cars. Would it be expensive for me to get them installed? Uh, would you, would you no. be able to fit some for me before uh, I take it away? No, I think any quick fit will do that for about 20 quid. Oh, good. <laughs> Does it drive at night or is it just a day car? It's <laughs> a day car. That's okay because I probably won't be driving it much in the dark anyway. <laughs> I like to have I like to have alcohol in the evenings, you see. <laughs> alcohol and drugs. <laughs> in the evenings I like to have alcohol and drugs when I go out with my friends to the disco. <laughs> and then we often split a taxi home. Oh, do you? Okay. Uh <laughs> <laughs> all right well good luck to you um uh, yeah. it, oh, it'll drive uh, at night if ever you need it yeah but <laughs> well i won't good tick this <laughs> <laughs> oh, is a car that you can take girls in i've got a girlfriend yeah. you see i just recently got one we've <laughs> we've gone all the way Yes, we have. And that's actually true. I'm not even lying. <laughs> okay, well, that's lucky. Well, 
Yeah, I'll say yes. Yeah, you can have girls in this car. Yes, because she'll also have her friends. Sometimes it'll be me driving, my girlfriend in the front, and maybe two or three of her girlfriends in the back. And everyone will see me driving around with a car full of girls and think, he must be popular in his car. Are you you asking me permission for you to have a girlfriend in the car? Ah. I suppose I am, yes. <laughs> it's fine, mate. You just got to live the your life the way that you want to. <laughs> once you've got the once you've got the logbook, it's up to you. <laughs> but I reckon, right, that that Pete. I mean, he didn't seem like yeah. a cunt, but I reckon he's driven off for twenty minutes with this geezer, and I've left them to it, which obviously is yeah. insane, right? And I've always thought, what was to stop that geezer going? Listen, mate. You know and I know this car's a bit shit, but I need it off my hands. I tell you what, if you convince him to pay us full price, yeah. I'll give you I'll give you I'll like hundred quid. Or <laughs> whatever. Well I don't know. Oh, how, how much is he giving you? He's giving me a point. point. Well, I'll give you a tenner. Fair enough. Yeah, and, <laughs> and a tenner and a point. This is in these days pints cost two pounds. So that's five yeah, pints. Exactly. All right, I'll do <laughs> yeah. it. I would have done it for less than that, but fine, deal. Spit, spit and shake on it. It just matched the point, I would have done it. <laughs> yeah, so I reckon that's what happened. Yeah. And I was lumbered with a shit car that cost me a fortune for the next, like, three, four years. Did you ever see Pete again? Never. Oh, Never no, again. I did see him, but only in a game. I went to, they got to the fight, like, a local, like, final in the pub league, and I yeah. went and watched. And I, I remember seeing him play at centre-back and thinking, that fucking cunt. Lumbered me with this fucking shitty car. <laughs> did he still have the beard? <laughs> yeah, he did. I think yeah. it. I think he. It was in those days. It was a phase where no footballers had had beards for a while. Right. Footballers had had beards in the seventies and up until the mid eighties, and then they'd stopped. And then they came back again in the more recent times, didn't they? Yeah. But in those times, the beard was very yeah. It was synonymous with the Yorkshire Ripper, so people just stopped having beards. Yeah. But the fact that he had a beard, I think, served him well in that because you can imagine it was a pretty brutal, violent league, like you know East right. Sussex yeah. pub league sort of thing. And yeah. uh, I think I think playing in the position he did, the beard was pretty effective. So yeah. Good luck to him well, wherever he is now. Well, that's the thing. It's one of them things, isn't it, where you do, where you just completely, where you're a young adult and you completely fail at being an adult. Yeah. And you should have got in that car. Yeah. You should have gone. Yeah, I'll get in the back. But there's times when you don't know how to function. No. Nah. When you're kind of no like idea. late teens, early twenties, and you just say something or do something, and then realise yeah. later, yeah, that was completely wrong. The that other thing is, is, yeah, and you try to appear to be decisive. Yeah. Which is yeah. another trait of the young sort of gauche. <laughs> young man you sort of think if I'm to be taken seriously I have to be decisive right look like I know what I'm doing would you like to drive the car I'm going to say no oh who's driving (laughs) it then this guy so are you getting in the back no I'm not coming again no (laughs) again no why aren't you coming that's my business now fuck off (laughs) don't you worry about that yeah he's like they'll probably respect me for my maverick decision making (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, so there we are. You know, there's times on this podcast where I think, surely Sam is going to run out of stories at some point. <laughs> and then you just pull one like that out of nowhere. And uh, it, it, it warms the heart. It really does. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we had a look there at one classified advert, I think. 
a little yeah. bit of Withnil We didn't even get on to the fact that they're selling Breton shirts <laughs> and uh, Ben from Curiosity Killed the Cat's Hat. Which I have another story about, which we don't have time for today, that I actually owned a hat oh. like that and wore oh, it to we'll, school we'll, once. We'll stick on this page next time. Mm. Uh, there's also an advert which just at the top says, Soccer Coach USA. Ooh. Fuck knows what that is. Oh, no, I remember but, that. Um, <clears throat> we'll look at that next time. Um, mm. Thanks very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I know I have. <laughs> uh, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>